always press record and then cough. <laughs> I know. Like, what's that about? <laughs> Well, it's like every time I would go before a performance, I was like, damn, I have to pee so bad. <laughs> well, we know it must work because then Caitlin's going to cough right before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome back to the Let's Call it Nothing podcast where we discuss all things fangirl. We both went low on that one. I can go really low lately. <laughs> <laughs> um, We are back today with more Echomath by Sarah J. Mass. We're almost done. We are almost, almost finished. We are on the brink of our last recording session of this book, and it's very bittersweet. Because uh, this is Caitlin's favorite. Yeah, but also, I don't remember anything right now. So. <laughs> well, also, who knows what we're going to do if I get a job move away. <laughs> <laughs> the trio may become a duo with occasional Guest commentary. Guest star. Guest <laughs> But no. Be like, or can you, you still do our in. social media? <laughs> I'll pay you like $2. <laughs> And love. We'll just give <laughs> you love. love. You can live off love, right? Anyway. I'll get you a sweatshirt that says that too, along with, I don't need a boyfriend, I need a job. job. Yeah, please say that line right now. So we've been... <laughs> we've been on one. We've been on one. We've been great tonight, honestly. I'm searching for the hidden cameras, but then if there were any, I'd be terrified. Yeah. But anyway, I was bitching about somebody I know and how she cried because she's like, I need a boyfriend. And Reba goes... I mean, I said, I want a boyfriend too, but I want a job more. <laughs> I appreciate that. We gotta we gotta have a good work ethic here. I want stability first. Yes. <laughs> so especially financial stability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway, we are back at it. Yes, uh, we are. Peyton actually wrote a summary for us this time around. Yeah, because I, I felt like it was important because we wouldn't remember because we never do. I was like, what happened last time? Uh, uh, what did it's happen? It's been like a month and a half since we last recorded. So. Yeah. Sorry for the short hiatus. Anyway. It was me. It was Reba. It's me. But. Hi. Reba. I'm the problem this time. <laughs> but Reba, give them the good news. I've passed my defense and I'm now having a master's degree. Yay. Reba's going to be the most educated out of all of us. For now. I may go back and get a doctorate. Who am I kidding? I'm absolutely not going I'll go to. I'll go back and get my master's maybe I, that, at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I just want somebody to call me doctor. Honestly, last name. if I went back to school, I would probably go for a bachelor's or master's and some other thing that's not science related. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Anyway, back to the recap. <laughs> Reese and Fair were attacked by hybrid soldiers. Poison arrows injured Reese. Farrah went to ask the serial... For the cure. The cereal told Farah that Reese is her mate. Reese tried to explain himself. Farah was not having none of it. She was not having none of it? She was <laughs> not yeah. having I'm sorry. I'm tired right now and she I didn't realize it until I started reading. She was having none of it. <laughs> Farah was having none of it, though. And no more. <laughs> At that point, just leave out the bow. Farah was having none of it. Though, <laughs> Farrah was having none of it, though, <laughs> and told Moore to take her somewhere. Why? She took her to a cottage to be alone for a while. <laughs> Let's be alone. It's going to be a Heather. fun, fun episode right now. Um, and the first line that I'm going to read is going to make me giggle. So. <laughs> Just the first line, because we got a lot of shit to go through. So chapter 52, we are starting off. This is a new part, too. What is this part called? The House of Mist. House of Mist. House I of thought Mist. that's what it was called. Okay, so House of Mist, Chapter 52. Alone at the cottage. <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> I apologize. I'm there exactly as Peyton wrote it. Alone at the college, Farah practiced self-care while thinking about Reese being her mate. <laughs> I meant she took my abs like, and thought of her. No, earlier I said, Reba, I'm going to read this line and you're going to tell me exactly what you think and see if your brain goes where mine goes. And she was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really? She took a bath and yeah, she... a lot of people take baths and practice self-care. <laughs> not, not like that. I did not think of it that way. Guys, I want y'all to know I hate writing notes on sexy bits. So that was obviously this isn't even a sexy bit. I know. That's she's what I'm literally saying. taking care of herself. Yeah, she's like washing her like hair. That. She's washing her hair and doing stuff like that. Like I did not mean it that way. Doing a little skincare routine. <laughs> like I said, I write these notes and then I don't look at them again. So I don't go back the and reread. Is, 
I saw this several times as I was trying to edit. Uh-huh. And I thought nothing until I was sitting here reading over. And I was like, Reva, <laughs> listen to this. Damn <laughs> it. Immaturity came through. I'm blushing. Yeah. So she's thinking about <laughs> Reese being her mate and how crazy that is. Not the, not what I, yeah. <laughs> Not that way. Okay. Her her brain is nowhere near there right now. Her brain is not she, in the gutter. She's too angry for that. Yes, rightfully so. <laughs> she thought about how this changes Reese's motives. Uh, she realized her wanting Reese had not made her a traitorous, traitorous whore because she was only being drawn to him by the mating bond. I wish I had read more of this recently because I feel like I would have thoughts. Reese's motives. Yeah. As far as him asking her there and to work for him and mm-hmm. kind of like... All the kindness he showed. All the kindness and kind of just like them falling in love because Favor's falling for him too. Mm-hmm. And she can see that he's falling for her. But now she's like, oh, it's not even that. It's this mating gone Because he's always known. Yeah. I mean, I'd be pissed too. Yeah. Like, Rightfully so. She realized that Reese had known about the bond the hold whole... On, hold on. It just occurred to me. Do you know another reason she's pissed? Because that's exactly what Tamlin did. <gasps> yes. Like, yes. that's exactly what Tamlin did. Like, okay. he was only nice to her. And I think you mentioned later on, like, something along those lines, how she's like, oh, I've been here before. Like, I've been through something similar to this like things being kept from me before and it did not go well i did Mm -hmm. not appreciate it you told me that we were going to be honest to each other Mm -hmm. like that was a promise that you made to me and you weren't honest about the most you know important thing to me we might Mm -hmm. have talked about that in the last episode and that's how i remember it i don't remember no i think it comes up in this one yeah but yeah like she's been through all this Mm -hmm. not this but like she's had kept away from stuff like she's had a fey male that she's fallen in love with take care of her and help her Mm -hmm. made her fall in love with him made her fall in love with him so that they could be together Mm -hmm. or so which she like, could help him. Yeah, with and him knowingly, be, like actively hiding making things. this and making this happen. Mm-hmm. Like Tamlin was like, I have to make her fall in love with me. And Reese, seemingly so to her right now, is like, okay, this was because he always had this end game. Yeah, he always wanted us to be mates. Oh, oh be pissed too okay uh she realized that reese had known about the bond the whole time while she was with tamlin reese was going to let her marry tamlin Vera wondered if reese hoped that the bond would just go away so she's also like thinking about how i'll, I'll read the next part then go into my thought he still should have told her that they were mates even while she was still in love with tamlin so she is thinking about I was with this other guy and Reese, knowing about this whole mating situation, had to watch me go through all of this. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if at this point she is feeling slightly any which way bad for that. Yeah. But I mean, what what would she have done? Honestly. She'd have probably got pissed off and ignored it and Yeah, especially fought at that it point, even more. Like, yeah. I mean, we get into it later, but, like, she didn't like him at that point. She's just pissed that she wasn't told. Like, she was pissed that she got kept out of the loop. I mean, Farrah and I are very similar to the fact where I would be like, you should have told me. And how would have you react? I would have been pissed anyway. Like, (laughs) it'd have been worse than it is right now. But, damn it, I want to know. Honestly, things are best right now, but I should have known. She thought uh, of the fact that Moore and Amran knew about this mating bond the whole time, and they never said anything to her. These two women who she thought she could trust to be friends with, mm-hmm. because we know Feyre kind of has a situation with making female friends, I believe, where it's hard for her. And like thinking that she had that kind of relationship and then realizing like, they knew this entire t- what were they mm-hmm. thinking every time they looked at me mm-hmm. what were they were they only friends with me because of him which i don't know why she Am would I projecting right now yeah. <laughs> why would she which why would amarin yeah that exactly like amarin just like i don't know i see her as a very old woman that just kind of <laughs> doesn't like mm-hmm. holds her cards close to her holds her cards close to her chest and is just like yeah 
But if she didn't like you, she would say something. Yeah. yeah she's Yeah. Definitely that kind of person. So I really don't see her just giving you all the information you want. Yeah. A while later, Feyre started to feel guilty for walking away, especially after told Reese she wouldn't. So Reese has this thing about people leaving him or like not sticking around, not staying to see like who he truly is, especially his friends and his inner circle. Mm -hmm. He like is so scared of hurting them in whichever way. them being taken away. Yes. And she kind of promised him like, you know, I would never do that to you. Yes. After everything. And then she walked away. Mm -hmm. So she's like, oh, like... He did hurt me, but I did the biggest thing I could do to hurt him in return. We'll get to my playlist later where I talk more about that. Favorite, I found some paint and started painting little decorations all over the house. Beautiful decorations, I'm sure. Can y'all imagine? Isn't it mm-hmm. canon that Favorite is quite the artist? We'll get to it. We'll all get to it. All I can think of right now are finger paintings. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I'm trying not to spoil it. More, <laughs> more stopped by to check on her. She noted Amran's eyes painted on the wall. When she asked about them, Vera told her, because she, Amran, is always watching. I'm always watching, Wazowski. Oh. Always watching. I, see, I was thinking like the optometrist from uh, The Great Gatsby, like, a running theme for the book they're always watching like it's the god eyes of god like amarin's that way like it's always peeking out your reference was the great gatsby mom was monster (laughs) date i was thinking the great gatsby (laughs) i I don't recall that at all i do it's one of the main themes of the book yeah i just remember the green light i don't remember what that means that that's in like the first like few pages of the book too the eyes aren't they you yeah, know when i read that book 10 years ago the optometrist like but it it's consistently brought up that they're always like anytime that yeah. something debaucherous is going on they bring up the optometrist's billboards on gosh anyway i did read that book y'all it was 10 years ago whenever my life was good evidently <laughs> so good i forgot about the great gatsby <laughs> Moore told her that simply wouldn't do and that Farron needed to paint her eyes, Moore's, right next to Amarin so that the boys knew they were always watching. Farron asked how Reese was doing. Moore told her that he was still recovering and mad at Moore, but she didn't care. Mm-hmm. Then Moore claimed Farron needed to hear Reese out. He always had a reason for his actions. Begging for a subject change, Farron asked Moore about visiting the Court of Nightmares and if Reese made her do it often. Moore explained that as soon as Reese became the High Lord, he gave her full permission to kill her parents. She explained she- that she sometimes went down there to remind them of that. Then Feyre started asking questions about Moore and Asriel. Of course. She's like, Feyre. I don't want to talk about my business right now. So more. What's, more. what's the story? What's the juice? Yeah, like, Feyre's always, like, just the nosiest bitch you've ever met. Like, Me. She's like, so what about this? Like, does not, you know, just ponder on things. She just has to ask. Moore wanted to know what all these questions were about concerning her and Asriel. Vera told her that she was just trying to figure out how they all work. <laughs> Moore told her that it was five centuries to work through. So good luck. There was there's quite a history through, yeah. throughout all of that, which we already know a bunch of it at this point. Maybe not like concerning Asriel, but like concerning more we don't know some big things about her yet but we will get there in time next book next book next book and it'll explain a little bit she told farah to paint all of their eyes so that they could watch over her oh then more asked her if it was so terrible to be tied to reese this family in this court so like to more and probably others they were going off on her own and being all pissed they're like but we thought she was our family like we thought she was one of us they were Jiving so well together. We, what I, happened? I thought we were friends. We were almost like sisters, Farah. Like, is it so terrible? Farah's <laughs> like, no, no, y'all are not the problem. I promise. 
It's me. I'm the problem. <laughs> it's me. Hi, I'm the problem. All right. I can't, too, I can't escape I, it. I know. It's too much of a quote <laughs> to, to escape from. <sighs> Chapter 53. I don't know why I said it so funny. Moore spent the night and even helped paint a little. Paint party. Bob, Bob Ross paint party. You know, I used to have those at my house. Like everybody would come over and we just paint stuff. How was I never invited? We had that uh, pottery painting thing for one of our birthdays, I remember. Yes, I remember that. But no, these are not like I didn't plan them. People just came (laughs) with paint and canvases and said, hey, we want to paint with you. Multiple people came with paint and canvases to your house and said we are painting them. Yes. They planned this without. They was planned. You just were not involved. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. You were you were the host, but like not. Yeah, it was Katie. It was all Katie. She'd be like, hey, do y'all want to go to Peyton's house and paint? And they would all show up. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, okay. What's it like to be popular? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I am popular. I'm just a convenient uh, <laughs> station. They just used you. You were that person. They yeah. just used you. Yeah. Where are they now? Not here. <laughs> <laughs> After she left, Farah thought about her future. She envisioned a life of painting, possibly opening up a shop and being with Reese. Farah had been there for five days, and in this time, Moore had dropped off more paint and food. Farah had just gotten out of the bath <laughs> when she heard Moore knocking on the door, thunderous and impatient. Only as Moore knocks, <laughs> yeah. Only oh it God. wasn't more leaning across the threshold. Yeah, I imagine it being like. Like, more, gosh, you really want to have a paint party right now? What happened? <laughs> what happened? I brought the goods. <laughs> but it's not more. It's not. It's not. Mm-hmm. Reba. But wait, there's more. No, there's not. All right, chapter 54. Reese was waiting at the door, soaking wet from the rain. Ferris stepped aside to let him in. She felt knee-wobbling relief shoot down the bond. Reese took in all the paintings Farah had done around the cottage. He noted all the eyes. He asked why weren't his among them. Farah told him she was mad at him at first, and then she realized if she painted them, she would start to miss him too much, and she would feel pathetic for missing him. Same. <laughs> Same. I felt that. It's like, well, at first I was just really pissed off, and then I was like, man. Like, I miss his stupid face. And then I'd be like, you're stupid for missing his stupid face. Yeah. It's a cycle. It is. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> She asked him why he flew there, and he told her Moore wouldn't tell him where she was. He knew she had to be in one of the secure places and didn't want Hybern so- soldiers tracking Feyre. Feyre asked how he was feeling and then if he was hungry. It's important, yeah. Raven. I know. Yeah, it's very the, important. But the- how are you feeling? Are you hungry? <laughs> well, I'm sorry. She I still didn't cares. Push. Well, it wasn't like in one quick succession. She was like, how are you feeling? He's like, fine. And then she's like, are you hungry? I mean, like, there's... Just didn't feel like writing all that, Reba. God. I know. You know that's like not why I'm like, do you, need, do you need something to drink? Whatever. She's like, are you hungry? Mm-hmm. She's hungry right now. She's hungry right now. Exactly where my thoughts went. That's why I'm oh, laughing. Oh, hair is really <laughs> taking her somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to crawl in a hole. <laughs> did you not? I did not. I did not know. You knew I'm very dirty. <laughs> well, no, it's not even that. I just, I typed it out and did not. I was just like, oh, yeah, she's practicing some self-care. Like, she's got a little face mask on. She's living her best life. And me and Caitlin's like, nah. I mean, anybody would take that that way. It's just, apparently, I was very innocent the day that I decided to type out the notes. Self-care all alone in the bathtub. It just gets worse. (laughs) Reese seemed to stop in his tracks and asked if she was going to make him food. She told him she was going to warm something up for him since she couldn't cook. That didn't seem to change his (laughs) demeanor. Are are you going to make me some food? (laughs) He's just like, you're going to offer it to me? Yeah. She's like, yeah. She's She's holding a soup can like, yeah. She's like, you're going to have to explain what's going on. It's soup. You're gonna have to explain what's going on right now because like, I don't. I'm sorry. Know your remember, cousins. I was a dumb human. Okay, I, I was literally illiterate. Like you're gonna have to help me out here. Okay, that didn't seem to change his demeanor. So she told him he needed to explain the significance of it. He told her it was an old custom that meant the female accepted the bond. Farah wanted to know everything, and then she would decide whether or not to give it to him. <laughs> she like pulls back the soup. <laughs> The soup 
here. I'm just like, hold up. We, we got to have a... Tell me. Tell me what's going on. Tell first. me what's happening. Also, this is weird. Like, I, if I give you soup, that means I accept a bond forever to you. If I give you soup? It's such a weird thing. <laughs> I know you didn't talk about super flames, but it's almost as funny. It might be funnier. I don't remember exactly. Is there soup involved? <laughs> it was like a cracker. <laughs> it's like after the fact or something. I don't remember. She's like, cracker. <laughs> he's like does he even say it does he even tell her i, I need to find it now it's gonna yeah. bug me. and now we'll be reading from the book for roughly 10 pages but i myself will and not be reading all minutes. 10 <laughs> all right then reese said i was captured during the war by amarantha's army i paused my stirring my gut twisting Cassian and Azriel were in different legions so they had no idea that my forces and i had been taken prisoner and that Amaranthus captains held us for weeks, torturing and slaughtering my warriors. They put ash bolts through my wings, and they had those same chains from the other night to keep me down. Those chains are one of Hybern's greatest assets, stone delved from deep in their land, capable of nullifying a high phase powers, even mine. So they chained me up between two trees, beating me when they felt like it, trying to get me to tell them where the night court forces were, using my warriors, their deaths and pain, to break me. Only I didn't break, he said roughly, and they were too dumb to know that I was an Illyrian, and all they had to do to get me to yield would have been to try to cut off my wings. And maybe it was luck, but they never did. And Amarantha, she didn't care that I was there. I was yet another High Lord's son, and Jurian had just slaughtered her sister. All she cared about was getting to him, killing him. She had no idea that every second, every breath, I plotted her death. I was willing to make it my last stand, to kill her at any cost, even if it meant shredding my wings to break free. I'd watched the guards and learned her schedule, so I knew where she'd be. I set a day, and a time, and I was ready. I was so damned ready to make an end of it, and wait for Cassian and Azrael and more on the other side. There was nothing but my rage and my relief that my friends weren't there. But the day before I was to kill Amarantha, to make my final stand and meet my end, she and Jurian faced each other on the battlefield. He paused, swallowing. I was chained in the mud, forced to watch as they battled, to watch as Jurian took my killing blow. Only, she slaughtered him. I watched her rip out his eye, then rip off his finger, and when he was prone, I watched her drag him back to the camp. Then, I listened to her slowly, over days and days, tear him apart. His screaming was endless. She was so focused on torturing him that she didn't detect my father's arrival. In the panic, she killed Jurian rather than see him liberated and fled. So my father rescued me and told his men, told Azriel, to leave the ash spikes in my wings as punishment for getting caught. I was so injured that the healers informed me if I tried to fight before my wings healed, I'd never fly again. So I was forced to return home to recover while the final battles were waged. They made the treaty, and the wall was built. We'd long ago freed our slaves in the night court. We didn't trust the humans to keep our secrets, not when they bred so quickly and frequently that my forefathers couldn't hold all their minds at once. But our world was changed nonetheless. We were all changed by the war. Cassian and Azriel came back different. I came back different. We came here to this cabin. I was still so injured that they carried me between them. We were here when the messages arrived about the final terms of the treaty. They stayed with with me when I roared at the stars that Amarantha, for all she had done, for every crime committed, would go unpunished. That the king of Hyrum would go unpunished. Too much killing had occurred on either side for everyone to be brought to justice, they said. Even my father gave me an order to let it go, to build toward a future of coexistence. But I never forgave what Amarantha had done to my warriors, and I never forgot it either. Tamlin's father, he was her friend, and when my father slaughtered him, I was so damn smug that perhaps she'd feel an inkling of what I'd felt when she murdered my soldiers. My hands were shaking as I stirred the soup. I'd never known, never thought... When Amarantha returned to those shores centuries later, I still wanted to kill her. The worst part was, she didn't even know who I was, didn't even remember that I was the High Lord's son that she'd held captive. To her, I was merely the son of the man who had killed her friend. I was just the High Lord of the Night Court. The other High Lords were convinced she wanted peace and trade. Only Tamlin mistrusted her. I hated him, but he'd known Amarantha personally, and if he didn't trust her, I knew she hadn't changed. So I planned to kill her. I told no one, not even Amarin. I'd let Amarantha think I was interested in trade, in alliance. 
I decided I'd go to the party thrown under the mountain for all the courts to celebrate our trade agreement with Highburn. And when she was drunk, I'd slip into her mind, make her reveal every lie and crime she committed, and then I'd turn her brain to liquid before anyone could react. Oh, I was prepared oh. to go to war for it. Damn. It's a lot. See, the reason that we couldn't... Um, it's very heavy. It's very heavy. But also very important information. Yes. yes. <laughs> and you see, like, everything that has led Reese up to this point, like, through this conversation. It's not... Com- it's, it's a monologue, just about. That's what I call like, it, a monologue. I mean, it's just him talking and, like... You have, like, some thoughts from Farah, but, like, it's yeah. basically him. Because And, I mean, these books at this point are just Feyre's perspective and we just we see Reese and he is completely different like mm-hmm. from one from the first book to this one so you see everything that he's done and the calculations that have led him to this point yeah and everything's a calculation with Reese he's a mastermind much. literally <laughs> yeah. uh-huh I'll get there playlist episode I turned, leaning against the counter. Reese was looking at his hands as if the story were a book he could read between them. But she thought faster, acted faster. She had been trained. She had been trained against my particular skill set and had extensive mental shields. I was so busy working to tunnel through them that I didn't think about the drink in my hand. I hadn't wanted Cassian or Azrael or anyone else there that night to witness what I was to do. So no one bothered to sniff my drink. And as I felt my powers being ripped away by that spell she'd put on it at the toast, I flung them out one last time, wiping Valeris, the wards, all that was good from the minds of the Court of Nightmares, the only ones that allowed to come with me. I threw the shield around Valeris, binding it to my friends so that they had to remain or risk the protection collapsing, and used the last dregs to tell them mind to mind what was happening and to stay away. Within a few seconds, my power belonged wholly to Amarantha. What a man, what a man, what a man. He, his last thought before this horrible thing happened was, I got to save my city. I got to save my people. I got to save my family. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't, that doesn't say anything about this man. <laughs> and like it puts into place like when Pharaoh is accusing him mm-hmm. earlier, I think in book one and two. And he's like, you have no idea the, yeah. the sacrifices I made. And I think in this, in the beginning of this one, he's like, yeah. I had to make very important decisions yeah. in a very short amount of time. And her criticizing the people of Valeris kind of living in this luxury and like oblivion for so long. Like, oh, they were protected. How fair is that? Her telling him that and he'll be like, this is the only thing I could save. Like, yeah. Ugh, this man, the we complexities. Love him. We love him. <laughs> we love him. I'm a Reese Stan. I'm sorry, all you haters out there. <laughs> is there any haters? Yes. Why? Stay tuned. <laughs> Stay tuned, friend. I'm not going to touch your knee. But Thank tuned. you. Yeah, I have a skint knee, and she hit it like she whacked it earlier. But honestly, like, even the reasons why people hate him because of stuff that happens later, like, it's still kind of race of him, but it also, okay, anyway. His eyes lifted to mine, haunted, bleak. She slaughtered half the court of nightmares right then and there to prove to me that she could as vengeance for Tamlin's father. And I knew. I knew in that moment there was nothing I wouldn't do to keep her from looking at my court again, from looking too long at who I was and what I loved. But I told myself that it was a new war, a different sort of battle. And that night when she kept turning her attention to me, I knew what she wanted. I knew it wasn't about f***ing me so much as it was about getting revenge at my father's ghost. But if that was what she wanted, then that was what she would get. I made her beg and scream and use my lingering powers to make it so good for her that she wanted more, craved more. So he... Was even like, I'll I'll use that to my advantage. Mm-hmm. Like her being into me, I will take up that her time, her energy in that way. Mm-hmm. I will be that person. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. They don't, I like how they handle this, or I like how SJM kind of handles this, because they don't shy away from the fact that he was uh, an unconsenting partner, mm-hmm. but he also he went into it knowingly, knowingly, yeah. Like it, it w- it's very nuanced, but yeah. it is still, you know, he still has trauma based on that. Yeah, I mean, he's a very self-sacrificing person. This makes perfect mm-hmm. sense, but but I mean, this happens to people. Yeah. Like sometimes they will 
throw themselves mm-hmm. at an abuser in order to yeah take the blame off on somebody mm-hmm. you know off of somebody else so i like the way this is done yeah in this way i gripped the counter to keep from sliding to the ground then she cursed tamlin and my other great enemy became the one loophole that might free us all Every night that I spent with Amarantha, I knew that she was half wondering if I tried to kill her. I couldn't use my powers to harm her, and she had shielded herself against physical attacks. But for 50 years, whenever I was inside her, I'd think about killing her. I know. I cringe, too. She had no idea. None. Because I was so good at my job that she thought I enjoyed it, too. So she began to trust me more than the others especially when I proved what I could do to her enemies. But I was glad to do it. I hated myself, but I was glad to do it. After a decade, I stopped expecting to see my friends or my people again. I forgot what their faces looked like, and I stopped hoping. This is when I start crying. Yeah. Silver gleamed in his eyes, and he blinked it away. Three years ago, he said quietly, I began to have these dreams. At first... They were glimpses, as if I were staring through someone else's eyes. A crackling hearth in a dark home, a bale of hay in a barn, a warren of rabbits. The images were foggy, like looking through cloudy glass. They were brief, a flash here and there. Every few months, I thought nothing of them until one of the images was of a hand. This beautiful human hand holding a brush, painting flowers on a table. My heart stopped beating. So did mine. And that time, I pushed a thought back of a night sky, of the image that brought me joy when I needed it most. Open night sky, stars and the moon. I didn't know if it was received, but I tried anyway. (laughs) So this is the part where this is when she paints her drawer. She paints it as the night sky. Whenever she like talks about the painting like i think even in aquatar whenever she talked about it and i know earlier whenever she talks about it in this book she's like i don't know why but i painted the night sky for myself i just had this image in my head that i decided to paint yeah this is why i go (laughs) i wasn't sure i was breathing me either hon those dreams the flashes of that person that woman I treasured them. They were a reminder that there was some peace out there in the world, some light. That there was a place and a person who had a a safety to paint flowers on a table. They went on for years until a year ago. I was sleeping next to Amarantha and I jolted awake from this dream. This dream that was clearer and brighter, like that fog had been wiped away. She, you, were dreaming. I was in your dream, watching you as you had a nightmare about some woman slitting your throat while you were chased by a bogey. I couldn't reach you, speak to you, but you were seeing our kind, and I realized that the fog had probably been the wall, and that you, you were now in Prithium. I saw you through your dreams, and I hoarded the images, sorting through them over and over again, trying to place where you were, who you were. But you had such horrible nightmares, and the creatures belonged to all the courts. I'd wake up with your scent in my nose, and it would haunt me all day, every step. But then one night, you dreamed of standing among green hills, seeing unlit bonfires for Kalanmime. There was such silence in my head. I knew there was only one celebration that large. I knew those hills, and I knew you'd probably be there, so I told... Amarantha. I told her that I wanted to go to the spring court for the celebration to spy on Tamlin and to see if anyone showed up wishing to conspire with him. We were so close to the deadline for the curse that she was paranoid, restless. She told me to bring back traitors. I promised her I would. His eyes lifted to mine again. I got there and I could smell you. So I tracked the scent and and you were there. Human. Utterly human. And being dragged away by those pieces picks who wanted to he shook his head i debated slaughtering them then and there but then they shoved you and i just moved i started speaking without even knowing what i was saying only that you were there and i was touching you and he loosed a shuddering breath and she remembers him saying there you are i've been looking for you his first words to me not a lie at all not a threat to keep those fairies away Thank you for finding her for me. Y'all. Y'all. If you like go back and read Akatar, especially their meeting uh-huh. after reading this. It's so you're different. You're like, it makes 
so much sense. I mean, he could just be saying those things, but he was saying those things and meeting them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, there you are. I've been looking for you. Thank you for finding her. <laughs> the girl I've been dreaming of. Literally. <laughs> I had the vague feeling of the world slipping out from under my feet like sand washing away from the shore. Honestly, Feyre, if I was in your shoes right now, like, same. You looked at me, Reese said, and I knew you had no idea who I was, that I might have seen you in your dreams, but you hadn't seen mine. And you were just human. You were so young and breakable and had no interest in me whatsoever. And I knew that if I stayed too long, someone would see me and report back and she'd find you. So I started walking away, thinking you'd be glad to get rid of me. But then you called after me, like you couldn't let go of me just yet. Whether you knew it or not, and I knew, I knew that we were on dangerous ground somehow. I knew that I could never speak to you or see you or think of you again. And really, like, he knows I need to keep my distance because of at this point, Amarantha. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to know why you were in Prithian. I didn't even want to know your name because seeing you in my dreams had been one thing, but in person. Right then, deep down, I think I knew what you were and I didn't let myself admit it because if there was the slightest chance that you were my mate, they would have done such unspeakable things to you, Feyre. Y'all, he didn't want to know her name. We know mm-hmm. this. He never asked for her name. He didn't know it till they were under the mountain. Yep. And she, or whoever said it, he had such a fear of people finding out and him losing her, which he talks about earlier in this book, like Mm -hmm. how he has never like had someone in that, yeah, like a wife or anything because he's so scared of they would have enemies getting to. Yeah, they would have a target on their back. It's all just coming together so beautifully. So tragically. So I let you walk away. I told myself after you were gone that maybe, maybe the cauldron had been kind and not cruel for letting me see you just once. A gift for what I was enduring. And when you were gone, I found those three picks. I broke into their minds, reshaping their lives, their histories, and dragged them before Amarantha. I made them confess to conspiring to find other rebels that night. I made them lie and claim that they hated her. I watched her carve them up while they were still alive, protesting their innocence. I enjoyed it because I knew what they had wanted to do to you and knew that it would have paled in comparison to what Amarantha would have done if she found you. I wrapped a hand around my throat. This is Vera. We're we're back to Vera. I had my reasons to be out then, he'd once said to me under the mountain. Do not think, Feyre, that it did not cost me. Reese kept staring at the table as he said, I didn't know that you were with Tamlin, that you were staying in the spring court. Amarantha sent me that day after the summer solstice because I'd been so successful on Kalanai. I was prepared to mock him, maybe pick a fight, but then I got into that room and the scent was familiar, but hidden. And then I saw the plate and felt the glamour and there you were. Living in my second most enemy's house, dining with him, reeking of his scent, looking at him like like you loved him. The whites of his knuckles showed. Oh my gosh. We love white knuckles. And I decided that I had to scare Tamlin. I had to scare you and Lucian, but mostly Tamlin, because I saw how he looked at you too. So what I did that day, his lips were pale, tight. I broke into your mind and held it enough that you felt it, that it terrified you, hurt you. I made Tamlin beg, as Amarantha had made him, made me beg, to show him how powerless he was to save you. And I prayed my performance was enough to get him to send you away, back to the human realm, away from Amarantha, because she was going to find you. If you broke the curse, she was going to find you and kill you. Reese orchestrated the whole plot of the first book. Yeah. <laughs> it was oh, Reese. Reese. <laughs> All Reese. Always. He's the mastermind, I'm telling you. <laughs> but I was so selfish. I was so stupidly selfish that I couldn't walk away without knowing your name. And you were looking at me like I was a monster. So I told myself it didn't matter anyway. But you lied when I asked. I knew you did. I had your mind in my hands and you had the defiance and foresight to lie to my face. And he thought, what a woman. (laughs) So I walked away from you again. I vomited my guts up as soon as I left. My lips wobbled and I pressed them together. I checked box once more to ensure you were gone. I went with them the day they sacked the manor to make my performance complete. I told Amaranth 
Amarantha, the name of that girl, thinking you'd invented it. I had no idea that she'd send her cronies to retrieve Claire, but if I admitted to my lie, I broke into Claire's head when they brought her under the mountain. I took away her pain and told her to scream when they expected her to. So they they did those things to her, and I tried to make it right, but after a week, I couldn't let them do it, hurt her like that anymore. So while they tortured her, I slipped into her mind, and I ended it. She didn't feel any pain. She felt nothing of what they did to her, even at the end, but but I still see her and my men and those others that I killed for Amarantha. Y'all, I'm telling you, like, mm-hmm. if you reread Akotar knowing all this, mm-hmm. it makes... Like, it changes yes. everything. And, like, in Feyre, thinks like, oh, my gosh. Like, she, I mean, she blames herself for Claire being taken mm-hmm. and tortured, which, yes, rightfully so. But her learning that Claire didn't have to endure pain. Yeah. Because I'm sure Reese, that helps. like, killed her with mercy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did what he could to yes. help her. Yes. I mean, he still sees Claire. He still mm-hmm. sees everyone that was a victim of Amarantha's doings. Like. Yeah. Reese is crying at this point. Yeah. Um, I thought it was done after that with Claire's death. Amarantha believed you were dead, so you were safe and far away. And my people were safe. And Tamlin had lost, so it was done. We were done. But then I was in the back of the throne room the day the Ator brought you in, and I have never known such horror, Farah, as I did when I watched you make that bargain, a rational, stupid terror. I didn't know you. I didn't even know your name, but I thought of those painter's hands and the flowers I'd seen you create and how she'd delight in breaking your fingers apart. I had to stand and watch as the Ator and its cronies beat you. I had to watch the disgust and hatred on your face as you looked at me, watched me threaten to shatter Lucian's mind, and then, then I learned your name. Hearing you say it, it was like an answer to a question I'd been asking for 500 years. And I decided then and there I was going to fight. And I would fight dirty and kill and torture and manipulate. But I was going to fight. If there was a shot of freeing us from Amarantha, you were it. I thought the cauldron had been sending me these dreams to tell me that you would be the one to save us, save my people. So I watched your first trial, pretending, always pretending to be the person you hated. When you were hurt so badly against the worm... I found my way in with you, a way to defy Amarantha, to spread the seeds of hope to those who knew how to read the messages, and a way to keep you alive without seeming too suspicious, and a way to get back at Tamlin, to use him against Amarantha. Yes, but to get back at him for my mother and sister and for having you. When we made that bargain, you were so hateful that I knew I'd done my job well. So we endured it. I made you dress like that so Amarantha wouldn't suspect. And I made you drink the wine so you would not remember the nightly horrors in the mountain. And the last night when I found you two in the hall, I was jealous. I was jealous of him and pissed off that he'd use one shot of being unnoticed not to get you out, but to be with you. Amarantha saw that jealousy. She saw me kissing you to hide the evidence, but she saw why. For the first time, she saw why. So that night after I left you, I had to service her. She kept me there longer than usual, trying to squeeze the answers out of me. But I gave her what she wanted to hear, that you were nothing, that you were human garbage, that I'd used and discard you. Afterward, I wanted to see you one last time alone. I thought about telling you everything about who I'd become, who you thought I was. I didn't dare to shatter that deception. Was that... That's when he's like... He's just like sitting there and he's just like kind of over it. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That makes sense. But like, y'all, this whole admission is what we were like referencing to during Aquatar where we're like, okay. Keep this in mind. He did this. But there there are reasons... Hold on to Mm -hmm. it. (laughs) This is it. <laughs> yeah, like that was the first time you see like the humanity of mm-hmm. Reese was in that scene in Aquatar. Like, yes, he got her drunk like every night, but he did it so that she wouldn't remember all the horrible things that was going on. He made her like basically like dress and dance for him so that other men didn't have a way to their hands all over her. Yeah. Yes. 
making out with her in the throne room, maybe not the best move, but like there's a reason and it did backfire. Yeah. I mean, that that's one where he was like, yeah, I kind of um, messed uh, up. I messed up one. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let my true feeling show right there. Um, But also he didn't want Amaranth to realize that Feyre and Tamlin had been yeah, together. Yeah, that's... Because if that had happened, then she would have killed yeah. one of them. Probably Feyre. But your final trial came, and when she started torturing you, something snapped in a way I couldn't explain. Only that seeing you bleeding and screaming undid me. It broke me at last. And I knew as I picked up that knife to kill her. I knew right then what you were. I knew that you were my mate, and you were in love with another male, and had destroyed yourself to save him. And that, that didn't, I didn't care. If you were going to die, I was going to die with you. I couldn't stop thinking of it over and over as you screamed as I tried to kill her. You were my mate, my mate, my mate. But then she snapped your neck. Hold on. I'm going to pause for a minute and then go back to that. I'm just getting really into it. And I know I hate to, I hate to like ruin a good part the and then pacing. Be like, okay, my comments here. <laughs> I would like, man, my pacing is really good on this. But once again, back to Akatar. So we remember this scene and we pointed out because it it was my second time reading it. Yeah. That we did, you know, that we did the podcast on. And I was like, holy cow. It never occurred to me that Tamlin's not the one screaming for. Oh, yeah. I mean, I knew that, but it wasn't like, what the f***? Like, why is Reese the one? like desperately screaming for her. Yeah. Like he is like, just like. Like trying yeah. to get to her, and it never occurred to me why. I didn't. Which it wouldn't the first time. <laughs> no, for obvious reasons. I feel like you wouldn't be like, oh, "I'm at their mates. That's crazy." <laughs> yeah, like, but it's funny because you know we're gonna get to this part like in the monologue, but when she turns into a fae and he sees her for the like what he thinks is like the last time mm. and he's like it snapped into place and i had to run like i knew then in akutar i was like yeah. holy cow they're mates aren't they <laughs> like <laughs> they didn't register before but it didn't register as I he mean, was saving her even he talks about all these moments where he was like yeah i think i kind of knew them but i was just like no that can't be it <laughs> like there are so many minutes because like he talks about like at the beginning like he sees this girl from his dreams and he's like, I thought it might have been then. Whenever you were at Tamlin's house, I thought it might have been then. Whenever you <laughs> killed the Vanguard woman, I was like, no. that's my girl, but no, maybe not. No, no, <laughs> it's no. It's all the denial. because no, that's in the next chapter. We're going to get to that. Denial, denial, denial. <laughs> it's like constant <laughs> denial. I know. We'll get to that because <laughs> we'll I'm going to point it out and it's going to be like, I know I've been pointing it out this entire time, but I'm pointing it out now. Okay. I'm going to go back back a little bit but then she snapped your neck tears rolled down his face and i felt you die and this beautiful wonderful thing that had become that had come into my life this gift from the cauldron it was gone in my desperation i clung to that bond not the bargain the bargain was nothing the bargain was like a cobweb but i grabbed that bond between us and i tugged I willed you to hold on to stay with me because if we could get free, if we could get free, then all seven of us were there. We could bring you back. And I didn't care if I had to slice into all of their minds to do it. I'd make them save you. All right. You ready? My point? Yeah. Okay. So first off, him being like the bond was the like whatever the bargain the was bargain nothing. the bargain was nothing which it wasn't yeah it's never been anything the the draw to each other and the like mind speaking stuff mm-hmm. that was the mating bond mm-hmm. we, we find that out and also the whenever she dies in Akotar and we and she like sees through another set of eyes yeah and she talks about that earlier in this book and this is the first time Reese has ever heard of it whenever she's talking to Tarquin about no, it? No, she's talking to the bone carver. Oh, whenever she's talking, to, I was like, she's talking to someone. Whenever she's talking to the bone carver about seeing herself die, and Reese is like, wait a second, what? That was through the mating bond. Mm-hmm. Like, and you find all of this out right now, and you're like, mm-hmm. 
up. That makes sense. You freed us with your last breath. In my power, I wrapped my power around the bond, the mating bond. I could feel you flickering there, holding on. Home. This is fair. Home had been at the end of, of the bond, I'd told the bone carver. Not Tamlin, not the spring court, but recent. So Amarantha died, and I spoke to the High Lords, mind to mind, convincing them to come forward, to offer the that spark of power. None of them disagreed. I think they were too stunned to think of saying no. All right, so I don't know if y'all remember, but y'all questioned why the High Lord of the Autumn Court was the first one to give his power. And here's the reason. <laughs> I, I just got to first. Like. Yeah. I think Reese was like, who's going to be the hardest bastard in here to convince? And then it was like, who do I got to use the most energy on? Yeah. What's your name? Baron? Baron. I could not remember his name to save my life. You come over here. Yeah. Help this girl out. Give her your She's power. She's done a lot for us. She's also my mate, but we're not going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. I again had to watch as Tamlin held you, kissed you. I wanted to go home to Valeris, but I had to stay to make sure things were set in motion, that you were all right. So I waited as long as I could. Then I sent a tug through the bond. Then you came to find me. I almost told you then, but you were so sad and tired. And for once, you looked at me like, like I was worth something. So I promised myself that the next time I saw you, I'd free you of the bargain. Because I was selfish and I know I knew that if I let you go right then, he'd lock you up and I'll never get to see you again. When I went to leave you, I think transforming you into a fae made the bond lock into place permanently. I'd known it existed, but it hit me then. Hit me so strong that I panicked. I knew if I stayed a second longer, I'd damn the consequences and take you with me. And you'd hate me forever. I landed at the night court right as Moore was waiting for me. And I was so frantic, so unhinged that I told her everything. I hadn't seen her in 50 years and my first words to her was, she's my mate. And for three months, for three months, I tried to convince myself that you were better off without me. I tried to convince myself that everything I'd done had made you hate me, but I felt you through the bond. Through your open mental shields, I felt your pain and sadness and loneliness. I felt you struggle to escape the darkness of Amarantha the same way I was. I heard you were going to marry him. I told myself you were happy. I should let you be happy, even if it killed me. Even if you were my mate, you'd earned that happiness. The day of your wedding, I planned to get rip-roaring drunk with Cassian, who had no idea why, but, but then I felt you again. I felt you panic, your panic and despair and heard you begging someone, anyone, to save you. I lost it. I went out to the wedding and barely remembered who I was supposed to be, the part I was supposed to play. All I could see was you in your stupid wedding dress. So thin, so, so thin and pale. And I wanted to kill him, but I had to get you out. I had to call in that bargain just once to get you away and see if you were all right. Reese looked up at me, eyes desolate. It killed me, Farah, to send you back. To send you, see you waste away month by month. It killed me to know he was sharing your bed. Not just because you were my mate, but because I... He glanced down then, then up at me again. I knew. I knew I was in love with you that moment I picked up the knife to kill Amarantha. When you finally came back here, I decided I wouldn't tell you any of it. I wouldn't let you out of the bargain because your hatred was better than facing the two alternatives. That you felt nothing for me or that you, you might feel something similar. And if I let myself love you, you would be taken from me. The way my family was... The way my friends were. So I didn't tell you. I watched as you faded away until that day. That day he locked you up. I would have killed him if he had been there. But I broke some very, very fundamental rules in taking you away. Amron said if I got you to admit that we were mates, it would keep any trouble from our door. But... <sighs> I couldn't force that bond on you. I couldn't try to seduce you into accepting the bond either. Even if it gave Tamlin license to wage war on me, you had been through so much already. I didn't want you to think that everything I did was to win you, just to keep my land safe. But I couldn't, I couldn't stop being around you and loving you and wanting you. I still can't stay away. He leaned back, loosing a long breath. Slowly, 
I turned around to where the soup was now boiling and ladled it into a bowl. He watched every step I took to the table, the steaming bowl in my hands. I stopped before him, staring down, and I said, You love me? He nodded, and I wondered if love was too weak of a word for what he felt. What he'd done for me, for what I felt for him. I set the bowl down before him, then ate. <laughs> That's how I feel like she said it. Like, then eat. You love me? Then eat. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Whoop. No, I like, no, earlier, whenever he finally goes back to Valeris or whatever, like, after spending 50 years under the mountain with Amory, the first words he says is, <laughs> she's my mate. Or was probably like, oh, shit, it was Amaranth. It's Amaranth. <laughs> she's all like, dude, I haven't seen you. Hello, how are you? How's it going? Thanks for keeping my city in place. That, I feel like he flew. I like what you've done with your hair. Like, dude. I feel like he flew in, crash landed. He's my man. And she's like, what the You got to get a hold on this guy. And they're like, what are you talking about? And she's like, haven't you heard? Amarantha has been defeated. Reese is back. And he's back. I don't know how to help him. He's saying she's my mate, but I don't know who she is. Because they don't know. But they don't know. So she didn't say that. She didn't even say that. She was just like, I'm not going to talk about it right now. It's family family business. But probably because she was actually concerned it was Amaranth. (laughs) She's like, as his second, I cannot (laughs) reveal. She's his third. As his third, I cannot <laughs> reveal. <laughs> He's like, no, no, it's not Amarantha. It's this other girl. Her name is Vera. She was a human, but now she's, she's not. not. <laughs> and like, what the f*** is happening down there? <laughs> and he's like, she killed the Midengard worm. Moore's like, damn, she's a badass. Reese is like, I really fell in love with her um, when she stabbed the Midengard worm. And... And through the bone at Amaranth. It's like it really doesn't take a lot with you, does it? <laughs> now you're you're in love. You're in love now, you say. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna with, use that word. With by killing a worm. Like that's literally <laughs> what she did. Moore's like, you don't want to base that on like conversations or like no, our conversations always go horribly. <laughs> like I'm horrible to her. She thinks I'm a horrible person. <laughs> we can't be together more. More, we can't be together. She's with another guy. She just became a fae. Like, she actually has trauma. We can't and be then, together. And Moore's like, wait, wait, wait. She's with another guy? Yeah. Tam- you remember Tamlin? <laughs> the Spring Court High Lord? Reese, this is like... <laughs> I-, I don't even know what to compare it to, Reese. We don't have TV, but it's definitely an episode of Degrassi or something. I'm the one with the drama, Reese, not you. You don't do love triangles. I do. All right. Still in my thunder. Back to our (laughs) mock conversation of when Reese got home. (laughs) When Reese got home. Okay. I'm losing my voice, so I'm glad we're ending this after this. Chapter 55. Chapter 55. I love how I got this on. <laughs> okay, so before we start, chapter 55 is notorious in the community. You don't even have to say the scene. You just say chapter, chapter 55. 55. I don't know why everyone's so obsessed. I mean, I know why, but like, why? We'll get into it. Chapter 55. So... Then eat is what we ended on. Reese watched her as he ate the soup. He's just like slurping. He's like darting. It says his eyes darting back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's good. That's good, Reese. He's like darting back and forth. Like I think it's nervously. Yeah, it is. And he's like just like he's terrified. He's so scared. (laughs) It's so funny. That's how you. That's how I like my man. Is slightly terrified of me. This. This woman killed the Meningard worm. When he finished, he asked, are you, are you going to say anything? <laughs> like, you're accepting this mating bond, and you haven't said a single word in the past 15 minutes. Like, Vera. he just poured his entire heart out, and she just said, then eat. You love me? Then eat. <laughs> Nothing else. So, Vera follows us up by 
telling him how much she loved him. She had planned on accepting the bond the second he walked through the door. So after this, you know, they both have said they love each other. They kissed and then they did the nasty. A lot. A lot. Um, and I'll, I'll give you a few specifics. She's still covered in paint and there's paint. No, she wasn't. Oh. She'd had a bath. Okay. There's still paint like open everywhere. So it gets a little... Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Um, and it's they, on it's on a table. They they do it on a table. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they paint each other like they have I some mean, fun. There's a reason that I don't add any notes for that those <laughs> I could not do silver flames. I could not do silver flames. <laughs> Let me just put it that way. No silver flames. We're here. We're finally here. Say so, it. So they did it, they did it. Mm-hmm. The deed is done. Feelings are out. Bond is accepted. Their pillow talk consisted of Reese telling her that he knew he loved her when she killed the Meningard worm like we didn't already know. Like every time he talks about it, his eyes twinkle. If the eyes are twinkling, you know you're doing something right. Ladies. I know. Come on. They were asked, what do we do now? And you got to do this. Love. What do we do now? Mm-hmm. I always explained that. Hey, we could go back to Valeris and officially get mated. Whatever that means. <laughs> or get married if they wanted to do something more human sounding. But if she wanted to wait, that'd be fine too. They were mated and that's all that mattered. He's really leaving all this up to her now. Yeah. Like, he's like, I'm surprised we got this far if we're being honest. And so. I think he ran through those look. He's like, well, uh, I think we could get officially mated. Like, go back to Valeris and get officially mated. Or if you want something different, we can go. We can get uh, married. If you, if you want to get married, I'm all for that. <laughs> Big white wedding. Summer yeah. wedding. No. What? what, what? No poofy dresses, I mean, though. I know you went through that before. So, I don't know if you just want to go down to yeah. the courthouse. Or, yeah. You know, we can exchange drinks. Your um, choice. Yeah, your choice. Uh, no poofy dresses, though. Yeah, Those yeah, are out. Yeah, Those yeah. are banned at our wedding. Yeah. Uh, Vera told him with, you know, the impending war that's going on that we briefly forgot about um we're good for now but she's glad that she has them wrapped around her little finger yeah because she's like um i meant about the war but you know yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. like whenever i said what do we do now i meant about you know the potential of dying yeah so king of hybrid remember him he called her a cruel beautiful thing and she snorted (laughs) you call me beautiful (laughs) Yeah. Like you're lying in bed together. Like, I think he likes you a little bit. I Just think a little he's bit, attracted though. to you a little bit. You killed that Meningard worm and he was like, and never have a scene better. You were covered <laughs> in fecal matter at the time. At the time. <laughs> covered yeah. and curling <coughs> bones at people. Yeah. He fell in love. Reese insisted, yeah, she was beautiful. He thought that she was the most beautiful creature he had ever seen ever since. That first night on Cal and Mine, Reese told Farah that they would leave tomorrow to her family's estate because the human queens have finally sent word. And she asked why he didn't tell her before, like whenever he got to the cottage. Reese told her, You remember, we got a little sidetrack. Yeah, you know, we got, I had to, we got a I had to tell my whole life story and have you say nothing. I had to eat that horrible soup that you made me. And then we f- like then rabbits we, for, f- for like for how many hours? <laughs> and got paint in all the crevices. All, um, all of them. All of them. It's okay because they do the nasty in the bathtub next. They so. do it again in the bath. I mean, <laughs> why not? <laughs> they were started glowing. Literally. She asked if this ability came from the day court. Reese told her that later they needed to find a wheel to conceal it. Vera reminded him that she could conceal the darkness pretty well. Reese said she only did that when she was pissed, and he intended on making her very happy for the rest of her life now. Good luck, my mans. Good luck. Uh, later, Vera wondered about why they couldn't manage to keep their hands off each other. She's like, I don't know why. Like, I'm insatiable right now. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't help myself. Reese explained that this was a normal effect of the mating bond. Just always like rabbits, I'm telling you. Yeah, for like the first few weeks, it's all yeah. you want to do. It's like honeymoon phase. Yeah. He told her it was normal for mates not to even leave the house for weeks. And some males would get violent if another male even looked at their mate for too long. He explained it was probably to do with basic instincts and ensuring pregnancy in the female. This made Vera pause 
For obvious reasons, y'all. For obvious reasons. Uh, she told Farah, hey, I'm not taking that birth control tonic anymore. Um, but maybe I just won't because I'm supposed to, like, give you an heir, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we're supposed to have children now. But this thought did freak her out because, remember, There's a war. war. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't raise children in this environment. Uh, Reese told her that she didn't have to do anything she didn't want to. And he explained that he would be happy if she ever did choose to give him a child. But right now, he couldn't bear the thought of her being pregnant with all of his enemies around. He has enough anxiety over the fact that he has a mate out there. Mm-hmm. They could be taken away from him. could be taken away from him and having a child. No, no, no. Yeah. Not go over well. Farrah told him that she would uh, continue taking the tonic whenever they got back. And she just wanted it to be him and her for now alone. Reese told her that would make him happier than he could ever imagine. They lived happily ever after with an impending war in the background. Yep. What a beautiful, beautiful episode. It's so sweet. It's about to get real bad. But it's the culmination of everything, like, character and romance-wise. Like, Mm -hmm. we've we've about wrapped up that part. Now it's just war. I mean, it's about to get crazy. Yeah. But, like... Also, shoot me now because A Court of Wings and Ruin is going to be absolutely terrible (laughs) to make notes on. It is. It is. Yeah. Any thoughts to add? I feel like I feel like we got to be running in circles if I add anything. Yeah. I mean, it's fine with me, but like, it's such a good scene. Like, Mm I remember when, like, while reading A Court of Thorns and Roses for the podcast, I was like, I've got to read the monologue. I've got to read the monologue. You made me read it. I did. (laughs) And I was like, I'm crying. It's so good. It is. I mean, obviously, we couldn't even write notes. We had to actually read from the book. Mm-hmm. I wonder how much SJM had, like, I mean, obviously, she had, like, Reese's arc and everything planned mm-hmm. while writing Akotar, but, like, and- all of the links she went through and all of the itty bitty things that mm-hmm. he did. I wonder how much of that was planned and how much of it was like, oh, well, that kind of works itself out. We didn't tie up that thread. I was thinking that. I was like, how did, how much did she know while writing the first one? I know she. It's like every word this man said, you had to be like, "Mm, wait a second. What does that mean? I mean, like it's got double meanings all the way around. Yes. Um, I love that. But also we know, obviously, that Reese was always in game. So Mm -hmm. uh, they're happy for two seconds so let's enjoy it (laughs) (laughs) well okay if you're in Vera's shoes and um your mans who lied to you Mm -hmm. came to you and was like but here's all my reasons would you immediately jump his bones like (laughs) depends on the wingspan (laughs) would you immediately give him soup and jump his bones like it all depends on the wingspan reba's shaking her head in disgust (laughs) i feel like she i mean she yelled at him a little bit earlier well i mean like at that point it had been a couple days and she'd already calmed down so she knew she was gonna forgive him i like to hold a grudge though yeah i would Yes, you do. Uh, yeah. Maybe later on after mm-hmm. the pillow talk, be like, do something really just like petty. <laughs> be like, that's for lying to me. Uh huh. And he's like, really? And I'm like, I mean, I still love you, but like, is there a petty bitch? <laughs> Nobody can beat out you or Nesta in that situation. <laughs> so, depends. There's a level to it. Oh, I would say Elaine wouldn't even bat an eye, but she didn't. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I think we need to end here before we spoil we too need much. To end here before I go insane. Okay. So, y'all, I think that about wraps it up today. Remember to follow us on Instagram at Let's Call Nothing Pod, and we will see you next time with more Akamath. Bye. It's just me this time. Bye. I was I was trying to, but I had to yawn. <laughs> testing 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 does this damn thing work i don't know you tell me (laughs) caitlin hates me and wants me to go home (laughs) 
and I feel I've sad about it. Never said that. I read Stop it. Being so <laughs> dramatic. <laughs> this is abuse. Abuse. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just honesty. It is. 